0: This is Natalie Sather from Motor Mouse.
1: And I'm Mike from the Dale Jr. Download.
0: Mike, you'll never guess what we have going on this weekend. Tell me. We have a Dirty Mo Radio Exalta paint scheme car.
1: For the race?
0: For the whole race.
1: Xfinity Series race? Yep. On Saturday?
0: At Texas Motor Speedway. You need a driver? Nope, we got one, Justin Elgar.
1: Well, he's good. He's great. Do you need me?
0: No, you and I are going to watch the whole race, and every seven laps, we are going to be giving away a prize on our Dirty Mo Radio Facebook page. So make sure you are following Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo Radio page for your channel. To win swag and gear every seven laps.
2: This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio.
3: This is Kerry Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, coming to you live from the Azalta studio, and joining me, as always, is the infamous Hank Parker Jr. <laughs> and we would also like to welcome a special guest, Mr. Jeb Burton.
1: Thank you for having me on here. That's right. Hey, man. Jeb, how's it going? Doing good, doing good.
3: So what you been up to?
1: Uh, just racing a little bit and uh, spending a little bit of time in the outdoors, getting ready for hunting season. It's that time of year, so uh, looking forward to getting back in the deer stand.
3: Cool. Yeah, we're all excited about that
1: yeah do you uh so you live in virginia i mean you, you guys have
2: a rich heritage i mean you got your dad ward burton and your uncle uh jeff and you guys are from virginia so when uh do you are you bow hunting or are you waiting on gun season or does um, that work
1: i'm actually bow hunting i'm bow hunting a little bit i just got into that a couple of years ago um had some success and I, i've kind of learned the deer don't have much pressure on them mm-hmm. in the bow season mm-hmm. um so i started doing that and um just helping dad out with his foundation stuff and i'm back and forth in between mooresville north carolina and south boston virginia i got a place in mooresville to stay for the racing and um just trying to get all that worked out for next year
2: that's a tough i mean we both have experienced that when we're a whole lot older than you are <laughs> and uh we we've always loved to hunt and you know we're involved in racing i don't know do you remember the first time we met I
1: I I didn't even know we ever met before. So no, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be
2: good. That's a great
3: impression you left there.
2: Yeah, Uh, we. I was running a cup race at Rockingham, and uh, your dad comes and sits beside me, which I've always really admired him. I you know back in when when I was trying to break into to the racing world, and I I I love those two guys, man. Your dad and your uncle, and he comes and sits beside me. First time I ever met let me back up, first time I ever met your dad, he walks up to me, I'm running a, a race at Rockingham. They didn't have any sponsors. So he comes up to me and goes, Hey boy, where's all your stickles for your car? <laughs> I said, I don't have any sponsors. He said, you're gonna have to work on that. Yeah. Uh, but uh I was running a cup race and the first time I met you was sitting there and they're talking up there, you know, Mike Helton's giving this speech and about all this stuff and I you know, this is my first cup race, I had no clue what's going on. I'm just trying to not get in yeah. trouble. And your dad is talking to me about shooting skeet, and I'm real left eye dominant, but right handed. And he said, Hey, Jeff, let me get Jeff. And so he brings you over there. You're just a kid. And he starts, he's like, Dad, Gummit Jeff. You listen to what this man has to say right there. And everybody's looking at us in the driver's. Right in the middle. And I'm cracking up
1: like this guy. I must right have been here. like awesome. six years old or something. I don't remember that. <laughs> Are you saying I'm old? No, I ain't saying you're that old. But uh, um, Rockingham was a cool racetrack. I wish we still went there. I sure it did. It was too, a lot of fun there.
3: I do too. There in Darlington Booth. Yeah. Loved them.
2: Good racing. So tell us a little bit about man some of your earliest memories i know your dad is all i want to get into that and I, you know kerry and i've been talking about it. we're excited so we got about 10 billion questions we want to ask you but tell us some of your earliest memories man in the woods hunting with your dad how how did how did your love for the outdoors begin
1: well um you know i was about nine years old and he took me he took me turkey hunting the first time in the fall um at a 410 shotgun and we snuck in a cornfield and was about 50 turkeys walking the edge of the cornfield in the hardwoods and um we snuck up and i shot one with the 410 45 yards away wow and didn't even find a pellet in it but we got it (laughs) and um that was my first actual kill and just it wasn't about the killing but it was about the time being spent in the outdoors and just understanding everything that's something dad always taught me it's not all about just shooting something it's about giving back and and um you know trying to leave things better than you found it yeah And, and And that's what we've kind of done with the property that he has. And, um, you know, I'm trying to get my little brother into the outdoors. He's a complete computer whiz, straight-A student. He doesn't have a big interest in it, but he's slowly getting – to where he wants to do a little bit of hunting. But, um, you know, that's probably the coolest memories, doing that with Dad. And then we've been on a bunch of hunts out west. I have, and then he has, but we hadn't ever had time to go together because he's always racing or, mm-hmm. or I, I was racing, and I think next year we're going to plan something to to go together. But, you know, with without Dad bringing me into the outdoors, I don't think I would have ever had an interest without growing up into it. So All I right. really appreciate him, you know, mm-hmm. getting my, mm-hmm. my mind into it. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't grow up. I grew up in, in a world where my dad was an outdoorsman, hunting and fishing was just a way of life. And racing really, you know, we watched it a little bit on, you know, on TV, but that was about it. And then I met these yahoos, Dale uh, <laughs> Jr. and Kerry. And life they, just started then. They <laughs> revered my life. Uh, I got into racing. So did you, tell us a little bit about your childhood, man. Growing up, I mean, I'm sure you were just, I mean, at every racetrack. I mean, it's a heck of a lifestyle. and I know your dad balanced a big Part of that between he's always been a family man, but a uh, big part of that being family and outdoors, and then the demands of racing. What what is some of those? What was that like
1: growing up? I mean, that was just like you said, the way of life. I mean, that's that's what it was. I mean, every every weekend I would get out of school on a Thursday and we'd fly to the race and and we'd do that. And I'd play in the playground and getting a bunch of trouble with the <laughs> NASCAR officials and riding golf carts into cars and putting doing all kind of crazy stuff we probably shouldn't be doing. I used to get the uh, <laughs> <laughs> has it changed? Yeah, well, I, I was to say I've done that, and yeah. I was a kid. Well, you know the uh, souvenir things that give out with all the drivers' names yep. and all that. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, I'd go around, I would get all the drivers to sign in the motorhome lot, then I'd go to the fence and sell it for eighty dollars, wow. <laughs> and I'd come back to the motorhome <laughs> with all this cash. And finally, my Dad told me I couldn't do that anymore, but it was working out pretty good. But, you know, that was just uh, some of the crazy stuff we did um, mm. back then, growing up. I remember one time at Michigan me and brandon McReynolds had this water balloon launcher and we launched this thing and it hit <laughs> hit the windshield of this guy's camper out there and he said we broke the windshield i don't believe that but yeah. that's what he said and they came and got dad out of the cup car during practice oh, the sheriff Lord. did oh looking for me goodness. and that was not a good yeah. uh that wasn't a good evening so i had to calm it down in the mother home we lot. never had
3: anything like that <laughs> <there>. yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so wow. good. i couldn't
2: imagine you know I, I can remember back in what was called the uh, bush series uh we would uh come in we'd run practice and then i would come in and listen on the scanner listen nearby and see what they were saying about their car but we always had your dad program you 'cause because you never know what that guy was going to say i couldn't imagine could carry could you imagine that dude sitting you down I'm, I'm fixing to whoop you no <laughs> i couldn't i
3: mean
1: wow <laughs> he uh he um uh, he used to get a little angry on the radio when the car wasn't handling right for sure but uh um, I I don't think he was meaning it harmful, but yeah. um he uh he just was a competitor and, and he wanted to win.
2: I like that. That's good. I mean he, he was always I mean he always had a lot of grit and
1: uh went after it and and
2: you you gotta appreciate that in somebody that yeah, does, you do it's in this sport or any of these sports like this. There's
3: one time he couldn't have went after that race at Kansas. We'd run around there and I come out and <laughs> took over the lead, and your dad, this is after pit stop, and your dad come out like 15th, something happened. We we had the lead, I was walking away from everybody, and I'm sitting there and running about nine laps to go, and I look up, and I seen this green car coming. And I was, that's the one I was looking for, because I knew he was fast. And I was sitting there, and he's about two cars behind me, and finally he passes that next car on four laps to go, and he got me at the checker flag.
1: Mm. And, and that number
3: nine green game card
1: game car that was my uncle uncle. that's
3: right no that's right that was yeah yeah but that was one time i wished that he wouldn't have he wouldn't
2: have done anything i could have (laughs) won a race (laughs) (laughs) i remember one time i was at richmond we're we're gonna get let you tell more stories tell stories about your dad and your uncle i remember one time at richmond in bush race uh warden jeff ran side by side like the whole race and then you know, being in Virginia, I mean, people, I mean, it was about to have a civil, civil war from from Virginia folks, you know. But, uh, so tell me about a little bit about, you say you, you've hunted out west. What's your favorite thing to hunt, man?
1: Um, uh, I like spring gobbler hunting. You know, something about that turkey goblin yeah, yeah, that, uh, it, it's more strategy put into yes, it. The sir. deer doesn't really talk to you, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I like the spring gobbler hunting. I've never been on an elk hunt, and I, Dad told me that the elk is like a big old turkey. So mm-hmm. if I like the turkey, a blast. I'd yeah. like the elk. That's, That's like good.
3: Doug Junior. You're talk, talking about you know trying to get your younger brother in it. Doug Junior, you know he was a big computer geek. He always up till two or three in the morning playing on computers and then sleep all day. And finally, he got into bow hunting whitetail. And I, I mean, I worked on him for like four years to do an elk cut, and finally he committed. And we went on this elk cut, and twenty minutes in, we was on a big bull. Mm-hmm. But he had a herd of cows with him, and the cows busted us. And of course, that didn't happen then. Went on, rode around and i mean within three hours he had his cue
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
3: four days went by and never got anything
1: <laughs> but
3: you know i'm telling you he, his luck, right? he loves it he's ready to go back and he's he's all excited about it but that that is just if you just get into what they call a, a bowl and you hear these bugles all around you and just talking yeah. to each other and it's amazing
2: it's it's that's it's, 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 it's pretty exciting watching yeah. That's cool. I love spring gobbler hunting myself. Carrie and I talk about that all the time. It's by far my favorite, and uh, you know this time of year is always exciting. When we're sitting here watching the leaves change, yeah. I mean mm-hmm. things are, so pretty. Yeah, it's just just getting right, and uh, I'm ready to get in the woods. And we're looking at pictures of trail cameras and seeing all these deer. So, uh, so you focus most of your time, most of your hunting, your deer hunting experience has been? Is it been local in Virginia? It though?
1: has. It's been at um, you know Dad's dad's property the Warburn wildlife foundation um you know that we we do a lot of stuff with veterans and all kind of stuff out there but we do um hunt it a little bit mm-hmm. um and we try to take care of it and manage we got a dmap program if you're not familiar with mm-hmm. that it's um for our listeners, it's a program you can shoot does and and uh, manage a herd a little mm-hmm. bit. And we shoot about twenty twenty does a year. And you you take the jawbone out and you send it off with them so you can age the deer mm-hmm. and know how old the deer you're you're killing and and just try to manage manage that. And a lot of people don't I don't think understand shooting does equals bigger bucks. It just Absolutely. it's yeah. just been proven, and mm-hmm. and that's something we've been trying to do.
2: Mm-hmm. And we you know here in the South where. I mean that's a that's a huge issue I mean uh it's it's really you know you look at one of the best states uh is Texas and they're really serious about deer management mm-hmm. and they manage their The 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 herd by uh, keeping the number of doe buck ratio correct and you're right man so tell me a little bit more about so some of the stuff how did how did the Ward Burton Wildlife Foundation begin and y'all do stuff what kind of stuff do you guys do with uh, veterans and things like that
1: so Dad got this uh, started I was a little kid I think it was like ninety five or something I'm not sure exact date but he got it started um when his racing career took off Mm -hmm. um he got a grant and uh, he actually grew up on this farm um one of his mentors is actually buried on the farm that owned it he was a marine and uh he's buried there and and um dad does a lot of stuff with 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 veterans they'll come and they'll have a big event they'll have um different stations bow fishing archery um and then at the end of the day they'll give away prizes have a big dinner and there'll be Mm -hmm. a hundred so people out there and cool and um, so that, that's been going really good, and Dad's got a um, big deal with the National Guard. Um, mm-hmm. They work together on – he actually owns a bunch of land around, like, Fort Pickett. um okay. In the um, – uh, what's the other one? The Fort in Pennsylvania. Fort – what's – it's not Fort Bragg. It's the uh, – I'm not sure the name of it. But, but anyway, the National Guards gave him funds, and they'll go buy the land around the fort so our soldiers can uh, train without – you know all the developing if you look at the aerial map the developing stuff is coming on all the forts mm-hmm. and um you know they've been putting easements on it so it can't be developed oh that's, yeah, that's good. pretty cool so it's and been yeah. the foundation's been rocking right yeah. now
3: so in virginia on your farming in virginia do you have any deer there or, i mean a bear
1: oh we got a lot of bear, bear. I, was yeah, I, thought, him, I was showing i was showing him a picture so. of a big old bear a minute ago um you know we got I I've, I got a picture of four cubs on one oh, one game cool. cam picture that's cool. that's the other cool. week, so we got a pile of the bear.
2: A big old boy, he sent me a picture of a huge boar, I think. That's 600 pounds. Yeah. Wow. That's
1: yeah, crazy. If we we'll
2: shoot it, we'll old. let you drag him out. What do you think, Gary?
3: I'll tell you what, not in the shape I'm <laughs> in right now.
2: You got to have
1: a plan when you go and bear hunting, yeah. I can tell you that. It's take it takes about four or five people. I
3: guarantee it. Big old truck and a winch. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forget dragging him
1: yeah
2: you can guarantee that <laughs> tell us a little bit about your career where are you at how, how, first of all how old are you
1: i'm 24 you're 24 tell um, us where
2: you're at and where you're going and so, how you gonna get
1: there you know i started racing late models um and then i got lucky enough to have some success in that and i i got a truck series ride um a low budget team in 2012 and ran five races and pretty decent and then we did we ran out of funds and i went back late mile racing and it taught me taught me a lot and i just raced mm-hmm. a lot and got better and then the next year i landed a ride with turner motorsports in the truck series and and uh had an awesome year got a bunch of poles and the win, and and life was great everything was perfect and then sponsor went away mm-hmm. um for stuff i couldn't control and and then ever since then it's kind of been a battle to get back to where we want to be but um, I've been running the 98 Biagi car for uh, Biagi Dimbesti Racing the last couple weeks, um, and that's been going good, and I think that's what we're going to focus on for next year.
2: Good. Yeah. Good deal, man.
3: This is Carrie Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors.
0: Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere.
2: So you grew up Virginia. Where, where's what's your home track uh, running late models? Where did you race most?
1: I raced a bunch at Ace Speedway and South Boston Speedway. Ace Speedways in Burlington, North Carolina, right? Um, and South Boston's obviously in South Boston, mm-hmm. Virginia. Um, I used to run a bunch of Canyon I think Kerry ran some Canyon stuff yep. there, or not Kerry, Jeffrey. Sorry, Jeffrey did. Jeffrey did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, South Boston's been on the South map for a while.
2: Boston, yeah, that's a fun track, yep. man. That's a cool place. I've always enjoyed going up there. I never did race up there very much, but it was always fun to go up there. I know i, I one of my best memories up there is first year i ran in the bush series i ran uh second third the whole race dale jr won the race remember jeff green was
1: so fast he drove that nesquid car i remember as a little kid that thing was fast everywhere he was trying
2: to pass dale jr and i can remember five laps to go i'm running third and we're we're he's hitting dale jr dale jr's running outside jeff green's running the inside and i'm running kind of a little bit just wherever i can my car was great man and and uh I was just thinking five laps ago, I'm going to wreck Jeff Burton, and he'll wreck Dale Jr., and I'll get by them both. But it was so narrow, I was thinking, well, they're going to take me out when I do it. And then I ain't never going to get to race again. And my dad already told me it was his car. I was like, if I tear this car, I'm not going to get to race next week. So I finished you third. You finished third. Dale I don't know yeah. yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day, man. It was.
3: So uh, talking about your dad's foundation, they got this uh giving tuesday event going on
1: yeah i see that so um i just this is the first time i've seen this so i'm kind of it's kind of new to you like it is us yeah getting up we've been trying
3: to figure out this is
1: so it's the uh hashtag Giving tuesday movement november 29th everyone can be a part of it um three simple steps to support you can go to hashtag giving tuesday wbwf campaign and uh, make a donation of any amount, even one dollar helps. So uh, just a little bit will help. And uh, take a un- hashtag unselfie and share why. And uh, you can donate on social media. And uh, you can challenge people to get on there and uh, hashtag Giveaway Tuesday WBWF and challenge everybody who wants to participate.
3: So so that's kind of like this ice challenge thing that went yeah went on something way like back. that yeah so that'd be pretty cool to take an unselfie and share it and. Mm-hmm challenge your friends and we uh, your family
1: we've been doing some other stuff too we just got i'm actually wearing a, a new hoodie we got but uh we got some new t-shirts and hoodies uh-huh. and we've been doing if you do a 50 dollars um, donation to the foundation we'll send a, a basket of stuff and mm-hmm. a nice uh shirt or sweatshirt or whatever you want that's cool that's cool, cool.
2: Uh, Ward has always been a conservationist. And and one of the things that we've talked about on this podcast so many times is what a skewed view people have when they just think, okay, that that person's a hunter. And they think that they're somewhere on an island by themselves at times. And what people don't realize, I think, is the bigger picture. There's so many people that like to hunt like yourself. You're a race car driver. You're young. Mm -hmm. And and you're going after it and trying to build a career. But Mm -hmm. you love to hunt. Your dad he's always loved to hunt he's a conservationist he gives back he cares about the wildlife and he does all this stuff and so you have this plethora of people that you never really thought about oh that that dude's a hunter so it's really cool to hear about you know some of your stories and Mm -hmm. growing up and and hearing about and then to hear the stuff that you and your dad are both doing to give back to our veterans and 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 to wildlife as a whole and seeing how you can you you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? Beginning some of the, some of the things that your dad instilled in you when you were a kid. You know, to, uh, leave it better than when you found it. That's good stuff, man.
1: Well, we got to get y'all up there and do a hunt. That'd All be right. pretty
3: pretty cool. We can leave.
2: We can... I can leave as soon as we're done here. We'll be <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
1: All right. Y'all more than welcome to to come. Anytime. Yeah, I was
3: scheduled to go out about two o'clock to go to Washington D.C. with my daughter on a school trip, but some bang ups and injuries this weekend kind of kept me from doing that this week so i'm gonna be home before what'd you think start
2: your racing career back or i <laughs> wish
3: i would have it wouldn't have hurt as bad i promise you that
2: well i hope
1: you get better
3: man you know, we, uh,
1: stay away from them bulls we,
3: we have this rodeo association it's the junior sra my daughter's you know she competes in it she does barrels poles and goat tying and all this stuff and it was our final so it's a three-day straight rodeo and and non i mean it's crazy non-stop and, we was loading steers and stuff for the, cat, the calf riders to ride and the steer riders to ride. And one of them things, mean. I got hooked by a couple <laughs> of them and threw over their backs. And yeah, that's my good. One of them I rode around inside the pen he was in. And then the next thing I know, we are loading these big bulls. And I, did, I got in the bug and shoot and picked up a few things. And I turn around, this bull's coming at me. And he rams me around inside the bug and shoot and so, i'm not feeling too good today
1: i wonder I if we can understand. get video of that that'd be good you need to wear a gopro on your head I, next you time. know
3: <laughs> well i did but it tore the gopro up they stomped all over it and everything so yeah. <laughs> it didn't work too good
1: you need to bring that in we can yeah. watch a little bit of that <laughs> but the yeah. good thing
3: is, is my daughter won the all-around Dell jr foundation saddle so that was pretty cool sweet that's awesome it was an exciting weekend it was rough but it was exciting
1: well, at least you got a trophy. I'm here still. I'm here. Well, she did. I didn't.
3: I just got some bang ups.
1: What
2: uh, What's next on your agenda? What What races do you have coming up? What you what, what are you looking at down the barrel here?
1: Um, you know, I'm all working on next year now. I ran mm-hmm. my last race at Charlotte, so I, I forgot to tell you that I started the year off of Rich Petty Motorsports, and the same kind of deal happened to me. as sponsor mm-hmm. um, didn't do what they said they were going to do, and and uh, it's kind of left me out outside looking in yeah. um so we've been trying to do as much as we can with with the 98 car um and try to get that running as good as we can
2: you know i think a lot of people also you know have a a view of these guys who race it's just easy and they get to go out there and drive on sunday and yeah. it's not that big of a deal but your story is you know carrie and i both have been in those positions uh of just fighting to make it every week and and uh man just want to encourage you that's that's, that's pretty awesome and love to see you get a good ride i've seen you in the truck series quite quite a few times and i've seen you seen you run really good and show a lot of promise and you know you've got a got a whole
1: future ahead of you man i'd like to see you out there it'd be good well i appreciate it i hope hopefully i can uh keep the burden tradition going my little cousin's actually running a truck his first truck series race coming up this weekend so it's pretty exciting for him what kind of advice what's the best advice
2: your dad's giving you racing wise uh
1: probably just uh you know off the track just treat people like you want to be treated yeah um one thing about my dad is he's always been loyal he mm-hmm. uh he probably probably it probably hurt his career staying with uh the owner that he did but he told the man that he was going to stay with him and and that's what he did and you know looking back on it, he wish he wouldn't have because mm-hmm. he would have took a lot of better opportunities but that's just what he you know just that's yeah. what he told me is just treat people like mm-hmm. you want to be treated that's that's good, man. And it's like that's like my good.
2: dad.
3: You know, he was always loyal to people. And, you know, Richard, they was having a bad time. Richard's like, man, said, my stuff just ain't right. He said, you can go drive somebody else. You have good opportunities out there. He says, man, so I told you we we're going to stick together and we we're going to do it. And it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing my dad always told me is treat people like you, the way you like to be treated. And, and I always try to make, you know, I have some opportunities out there where some people really didn't like me. And I went and met them and talked to them and found out why. People I didn't even know. Didn't like mean, there's some things, you know, with some crashes I've been in that involved some of their friends and stuff like that. But it's pretty cool to be able to do that, you know, just talk okay. to them and, and, and make a friendship from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Old school
2: grit. Yeah, You don't see it much. No, you don't. That's good. That's good. So uh, dive into your file and tell us one good story about your dad fussing at you. Come on, we got to hear one of those. Uh, what time?
1: <laughs> um, you know, one time dad was in Charlotte and he had this golf cart out at the farm and he had these little brush piles full of stuff and just grass like he, mm-hmm. and uh i decided i was gonna run over it with the the golf cart's got big tires oh, it's not yeah, like man. a little golf cart so i just ran over it and the thing got stuck on it and i was like dang and i was looking <laughs> on there and i saw smoke and i was like why is this thing smoking you know, it was a flame on oh, the exhaust caught the and then the golf cart burned up and almost burned oh, the whole farm down. So that was that was uh that was a bad bad deal. <laughs> Good That's thing like, we had insurance on the little golf cart. Oh boy!
2: Let's See, these are the stories that we're looking for right here. That's yeah. Cool.
1: You're getting them out of me. That's it. That's... I
3: don't know anybody can beat oh. any of
1: them.
2: What's the craziest thing you've seen your dad do out hunting?
1: I feel like dad's hunting hunting uh trespassers more than he is wildlife, to tell you the truth. I can uh, see that. I can see that Ian. He uh he uh he doesn't like that too much. He mm-hmm. uh he tries to stay on stay on top of that. But uh you know, I, he hadn't really done but so much crazy stuff uh in outdoors really mm-hmm. when it comes to hunting, I haven't serious. Uh, He's a serious yeah, guy. I hadn't really seen him do do anything out of character.
2: That he that he really shouldn't do. That's good. That's good, man. That's so funny. I, I could I could just see your face, man. That, that golf cart oh, that <laughs> sitting was there, flames going up. That was like an O
1: seven. He was running that a uh, four car, trying to just make the races.
2: And you're trying to you were thinking of an excuse. How can I justify this? I just told
1: him, you know, I tried to run over that little thing, and it didn't happen, and I couldn't get it off of it. <laughs> I can imagine having to go tell him how you felt. I I just had to call. When he called me, he was on the way home after the race. I said, well, I got something to do. He was just, he was mad, but then he wasn't mad that I didn't burn the whole, because it, it was like. (laughs) <laughs> 50 yards from a huge pine tree and if that pine tree would have caught, the whole place would have, caught oh, it. That'd have been bad that would have been a bad yeah, day yeah that right would have been that are. would have been a nightmare so i'm really glad that that didn't happen but it taught me a lesson not to run over stuff you don't need to be running over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that'll yeah. stick with
2: you the rest yeah. of your life yeah, right yeah. there that wasn't good
1: that's was good man that good
2: well i know uh being an outdoors uh i've got to work with a lot of great guys and got to see a lot of cool things but uh, when i was in the parking lot uh, getting ready to walk in i seen you rolling in a big old rocky ridge tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah the rocky ridge um their trucks are pretty cool they've been a partner of mine for the last four years um and their stuff stuff's pretty awesome you know i'm not just saying that because they helped me actually uh had one before they sponsored me and um you know it kind of helped get that chemistry going but they've been great friends and um you know that they, they're one of the few sponsors that stuck with me no matter what and um it just turned into a great friendship and i feel like those guys are family
2: yeah they built some really cool trucks they do. And hopefully hopefully they'll get to see the fruit from that because i think if they get you you know a lot of this is timing the racing right. deals timing it's about getting the right people in the right place i believe you're getting a good a good vehicle, whether it be a truck, car, whatever it may be, I believe you could really, you know, show your showcase your talent, and that'd be—we'd all love to see that, man. Well, I appreciate
1: that, and I appreciate y'all having me on here.
3: Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. It's, you know, that's, this this shows about family and outdoors, and you know, we talked about the Burtons being huge in outdoors and big on family, mm-hmm. and thought it was a good opportunity to have you, and hopefully, we get your dad on maybe some.
1: Yeah, um, dad. Dad was really busy today but i think he's going to come for the for another show yeah, and i think uh, i'll be our. Friend. we'll ask him about the golf cart yeah yeah you can <laughs> ask him about the golf cart <laughs> be careful what you ask because you're gonna get all the truth i'm <laughs> sure he'll have a good story yeah. yeah, we'll your poor
2: go. mama yeah yeah mama. To deal with that man for all those years I tell yeah. you, that's awesome she
1: uh this weekend dad he came up to me and my girlfriend and was like how in the world do you get this thing off my phone and my mom had one of those uh lifeline trackers on his phone so oh, wherever yeah. he was at she could <laughs> see it it's, and he was he was sitting beside mom's phone and he said ward has arrived and he was like what in the world is this and he turned <laughs> that thing off he didn't like mom tracking him <laughs> tracking like a buck yeah, that's it, was, like was like a, yeah it was like a uh, a collar collar like a doll
2: collar <laughs> and, he, and, sure. he might need that that's good <laughs> yeah. that's good well i hate i hate almost I hate we said that otherwise would be getting one of those for us we're in trouble you might already have it on (laughs) we just don't know
3: it yeah you don't
2: know it (laughs) a good deal man we we wish you luck wish you luck we'll be we'll be watching you in in the racing but we wish you luck out in the woods too and sell some of those pictures hopefully you'll get you one of those big bucks all right well i appreciate appreciate that (laughs) y'all too
3: appreciate it well, thanks to Exalta again for all they do for Dirty Mo' Radio. And be sure to go follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Exalta Racing.
2: Hey, and this weekend we got something really cool coming up in Texas. Justin Algar, another guy who likes to hunt, my buddy. He's a good dude. He's going to be driving the Exalta Dirty Mo' number no. 7 Chevy. So this car is sharp, looks good. Check it out. And uh, the Exalta will be back on the number 88 for the last race of the year at Homestead. So if you're... If you're keeping up with all the racing, you need to check it out. old Justin Allgard is going to be out there in Texas getting it done.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty cool-looking paint scheme, soon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. We tried to talk them into putting a little camo on there, but that this didn't work out.
3: <laughs> it's got the racing stripes, sir. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, we want to thank everyone for listening to this week's Earnhardt Outdoors. And if there's anything you want to hear us talk about or you know, show us some pictures. Be sure to let us know via Twitter or Facebook at Earnhardt Outdoors.
1: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Hi, I'm Dale Hart Jr. I'm going
2: to be the host. What? No.
1: What the hell happened here? Mike, you don't suck. I know, Mike. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, it's Mike Davis. Join us each Monday on the Dale Jr. Download Podcast right here on Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: Oh, hot dog. This is wonderful.